You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We rely on the financial support of listeners like yourself to keep going. If you'd like to support diverse voices on your radio, go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week, Australia's sacred cow, Slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Irony, folks. Irony. That's what it's about. Not the reality, it's the irony. A glowful cry. This is the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia by the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. In case the kiddies run down the street, you've left the gate open, the pool's uncovered. That's if you've got a pool. You know, you've got to go down the street to get a cup of sugar, not for the bikey next door for his meth lab, but for your neighbour next door who's elderly. Don't despair. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. My name is Joseph Toscano. I attempt, and the key word is attempt, A-T-T-E-M-T, to give an analysis of what's happening in the world today, local, regional, national, international, global, universe. Well, maybe not the universe in a semi-humorous manner. The thing is, a lot of people don't find it humorous because it's so real. It brings tears to your eyes. Now, we've got a lot of things I want to discuss today. Well, it's not a discussion, is it? It's a monologue. Let's be realistic. (laughs) Let's be realistic. It's a monologue. You listen, but you can get back at me. You can always leave a message on 0439 395 489 and say what a wanker you are. Or you can go to the Facebook page, Joseph Toscana or Toscana for the Public. Or you can go to the Anarchist Media Institute website, anarchistmedia.org, or the Pipsy website, pipsy.net. And you can vent your spleen. Not that I'll take much notice, but, you know, I find social media, I find it really absurd, to be honest. Totally absurd. You've got all these anonymous critics out there. They make the old armchair critics look like uh, nice people. All right. I remember, I remember in the good old days when I first became an anarchist, you know, you'd do this and you do that and you have your armchair critics saying well that doesn't fit what happened in 1936 on the 15th of July and I'm thinking what what do we have a bible of course we don't have a bible and our cost means without rulers that's right without rulers how do you create a society without rulers you break down power relationships you decentralize power you hold wealth in common share it very simple concept it's inequalities in power and wealth which lead to all the things you see on the planet today. And if you keep that in the back of your mind, when you're watching Chilean protesters, you know, trying to get their pound of flesh, when you're watching the people in Hong Kong trying to get a little bit of personal freedom, when you're watching the people in Sudan uh, 
oust a four-year dictator. When you watch the people of Lebanon going out into the streets complaining about how they're being squeezed, that's what it's about. That's what is, that is the struggle about sharing wealth and sharing power because it's inequalities in power and wealth which create most of the negative situations we find ourselves in today. And when you have eight million, eight, sorry, when you have eight people have more wealth than 3.5 billion, you know there's a problem somewhere. Look, I don't do movie reviews here, and I normally don't go to movies, but I, I was dragged along by a, you know, a person. That's all I'll say, because I don't know why I went. I went to a, a Disney Warner production. That's right. You know, I can see you all cringy, called Joker. And I was really interested. I was really interested in the film, and I'd recommend it, because um, I think in many ways it's a 21st century morality tale, not just for the Morrison governments, but governments and people in authority around the world. Because normally, you know, we've since the fall of the Burnley War, which occurred nearly 30 years ago, you know, we tend to look at things, you know, the media looks at things as, you know, there's the good the good guys and the bad guys. We're usually the bad guys and they're the good guys, okay? They, they put it down the lowest common denominator. And if you're ever a kid and you read a Batman comic, you'd always think the Joker, he was just evil, inherently evil. He was just born that way. He had an evil DNA implant at birth. But those people who originally um, uh, made up that character were, you know, living in the 20s and 30s during the Great Depression, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. But in times of uh, conflict. One, I was uh, impressed by the actor who lost so much weight to look like a skeletal figure to give the, uh, the Joker a little bit of uh, menace, physical menace. And two, if you think you're going to have a laugh, well, unless you're a, a proponent and a devotee of the Festival of the Oppressed, that's the writing, well, I don't think you'll get much of a laugh out of this because it's, it's a great character study in how people who are excluded from society for a variety of reasons can coalesce into a mass that actually brings about change. Now, this is not pleasant, you know, change. It's about people taking back power. So if you want... A great thing about being in this... Uh, seeing this movie was there was nobody in the theatre. There was about five of us. There was a huge theatre of about 200 seats and there was, or 300. There was about five of us. So I think it's going to fail at the box office, although it's well done, because I don't think people want to listen to the message. But it's... Uh, brilliantly done and all those people who are concerned about their face masks in Hong Kong don't forget in Victoria you can't wear a face mask on the street either it's illegal but uh, they do make good use of face masks but it's a, a great analysis of class divisions it's a great analysis of personal and physical powerlessness and it's a great analysis about how Things can change rapidly. It's a little bit like they say, you know, the old frog in the uh, boiling water syndrome, that it's like a kettle. You just get to that stage where the steam needs to be let off. So go and have a look at it because it's going to be a failure. It'll be pulled off the uh, 
the big screens the next uh, week or so, uh, going by the number of people there, because everybody thought you know, they just wanted to see the evil villain. You know, there's no evil villain in life, and that's the story. It's usually the people who are in the suits and the ties and wear the diamonds and the nice dresses. They're the evil ones. And a, a great line in the in in the film was you had here this man having uh, seen his social worker or whatever she was. Uh, she was black. He was you know he was on all these psychiatric medications because he was supposedly abnormal. And uh, the the town or the city just cut off all funding to the program. And he said, "What am I going to do about my medications?" And the woman looks at him and she's been dealing with him for years. And she says, "Look," she says. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about me. Another interesting moment was when he confronted who he thought was his daddy, you know, the rich overlord. And he said, he made a very point, a very good point. He says, they don't care. They don't even pretend to care. They just don't care. And that's what we see in the world today. We've had a number of deaths in Chile as people are rioting, as uh, cost of living pressures begin to have an impact on their lives, we see around the world the gap between haves and have-nots growing. But let's look at it in Australia, because this is why I think it's a 21st century morality play for the uh, Morrison government. Because everything the Morrison government has done since they were re-elected in May has been to ostracise marginalise, criminalise in the public's mind anybody who receives a social security benefit, anybody who's a trade union member, anybody who's a climate activist. And with their mates in the media, and I'll talk about them in a minute, with their mates in the media, it's uh, dreadfully obvious what is happening. And while we talk about surveillance in communist China... I'd like to talk about surveillance in Australia in 2019, especially surveillance of people who receive Social Security benefits, even, uh, you know, uh, parental allowances. The surveillance is overwhelming. And what we see is, is a centralisation of technology and the state using this technology to keep a tight tab on people and keep them jumping through hoops, keeping them occupied. And if you think of Australian society as a, uh, a big table, and around these, sitting around these table is a, you know, a few dozen people in positions of authority, normally... Uh, chairpersons of transnational corporations, not government to any degree. And they're uh, dividing the uh, wealth, which they've stolen, and that's the key word, stolen, as we stole it from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, they're stealing it from us, from now, from us now. And I can see many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders saying, well, now you know what it feels like. And down underneath the table is a seething mass of people which is growing by the day. And occasionally, one of these figures, you know, brushes a handful of crumbs off the table 
into the seething mass to see them fight amongst each other for the crumbs. But at one corner of the table, down at one of the legs, there's you and me. That's right, you and me. And despite the chaos around us, despite the exploited and the oppressed fighting amongst themselves, we are soaring at one of the legs of this table. Soaring, 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 soaring. And one day, that four-legged table will become a three-legged table and it'll just collapse. And there'll be power and wealth for all. And that's the role of a radical activist. The role of a radical activist, anarchist, socialist, whatever you like to call yourself, climate activist, is to soar at that leg of that table to make those institutional structures collapse. And that's why, you know, we do this and we do that and that's our motivation. We want profound, radical, egalitarian, institutional, social, cultural change in this society. Think about it. Think about as yourself as one of these little people down at the bottom of the table, little saw in hand, little axe, little knife, chipping away at that leg of the table while they're consumed with the problem of how they're going to divide their ill-gotten wealth. Think about it. And if you say there's no class war in Australia, we have had class war since time immemorial and it's been sharpened and refined over the last 40 years. It's not the class war of the exploited, the marginalised, the ostracised, those that have no reserves, financial reserves, if they find themselves in a situation like they found themselves last Thursday in Commonwealth banks around this country, when a pay didn't come in, they couldn't pay their bills. Couldn't pay their bills because they had no reserves. They were waiting on that pay. And an increasing number of Australians have less than a $100 reserve. Almost 40% of Australians have less than a hundred. Sorry, have less than $300 in the bank. They may have a bit of plastic fantastic, but the cost of the plastic fantastic is quite extraordinary. So, think about it. What are you going to do? You're going to sit there and cheer and click your button and, you know, carry on and froth at the mouth and close down your internet site. You know, you're going to have all this, you know, you're going to jump up and down. That's what they want you to do. They want you to do that. Or you're going to be so disillusioned that you're going to say, what's the point? What's the point? You can't find City Hall. You can't find City Hall. Of course you can find City Hall. And we see it around the globe where we see dictatorships topple, where we see people making that ultimate sacrifice. And it doesn't happen by clicking. It happens when people take to the streets. And this movie I saw, Joker, I think it encapsulates Mr Morrison's worst nightmare. It encapsulates the revolt of all those people they have been so cruel to in order to maximise their re-election potential by promoting fear, 
by creating fear. And one of the most greatest uh, proponents of fear-mongering is our own Home Affairs Minister. The power behind the throne, the potential dictator of Australia, Mr Dutton. And uh, extraordinary human being with an extraordinary amount of power. And where does that power come from? It comes from the fact that we that there are no constitutional protections in this country for the individual against the arbitrary exercise of state power. And what that means in simple English is the fact there are no protections for the people in the very document which regulates the type of institutions that we have in this country. Nothing. And that brings me to the point of the media. I've noticed as they just redacted a few pages. They've just woken up from their 15-year slumber. I remember 15 to 20 years ago when these first of these 80 pieces of draconian legislation were introduced which stripped people's liberties and and privileges away, that we were considered to be weird, eccentric, marginal. We were ostracised. I remember going to ministers' office and being having the door slammed on us, although we had appointments. I remember the Wednesday Action Group traping around this city, the city of Melbourne, going from politician's office to politician's office, highlighting the draconian nature of this legislation. And where was the fourth estate? They were there cheering on, cheering on. That's right. They were cheering on the very people who were making this legislation telling us how important it was to allow the state to kidnap people off the street and hold them, hold them, imprison them for up to 15 days because they may have information inadvertently which may assist their investigations. Extraordinary stuff. Stuff that you couldn't pass, legislation you couldn't pass, even in the United States of America or Great Britain or Canada. Because at least they got some constitutional, some protections, whether it's common law or constitutional, like like Australia. So so we have Mr Dutton carry on about Medivac evacuation. Five hundred and eight people left. All right. He carries on about that. And then today he carries on about possible bikies in the nation's ports and airports. You know, guilty by association. And he wants overarching laws to be passed which gives him the power to remove these people. Overarching laws to strip people of their citizenship. And there is nothing more ridiculous than the situation we find ourselves in where we spent $30 million to keep Christmas Island Detention Centre open. It's got four residents and 100 paid staff, four residents, the unfortunate couple from Billawheeler and their two young children who are waiting determination by the courts to see whether they've got the youngest child who's got any rights to be a citizen, ready to be whisked away 
out of sight, out of mind. Cruelty beyond cruelty. Now, a lot of people tell me Mr Dutton is a pig. I disagree. I disagree 100%. No self-respecting pig would do what he has done in that portfolio. He's a human being. Animals don't do what human beings do. To, to, to compare him to a pig is to, to insult the pigs in this world, including feral pigs. It's an insult to the animal world. This is what we see in a country where people in authority have unbridled power and finally, 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 the fourth estate has woken up to the fact that they're also in the firing line. That the state at the federal and state level is happy to use legislation to curtail their ability to investigate issues. Now look at every royal commission that's been held in this country in the last few decades. Every public hearing that's been held, have they been initiated by governments? No. Was the Royal Commission into Institutional and Religious Child Sex Abuse initiated by government? No. Was the Royal Commission into Aged Care initiated by government? No. Was the Royal Commission into Disability Service initiated by government? No. Was the Royal Commission into the Detention of Minors in Northern Territory initiated by government? No. Was the Royal Commission into the Banking and Financial Sector initiated by government? No. They were forced to, screaming and kicking, to hold these investigations and then to bury bury the results to keep their corporate mates happy. Now, I could speak for the next half hour and bore you senseless with the inequalities and horrors of living in the world today. You know the facts, you know the figures. I don't have to tell you the facts and figures. I mean, sometimes things are so ludicrous, like the Christmas Island fiasco and the Medivac legislation, it's just impossible to think about. But the important thing is, um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Charlie? What are you going to do, Louise? What are you going to do, John? What are you going to do, Abdul? Hmm? What are you going to do? Are you going to write letters to the paper? Are you going to ring up a talkback show, thinking you've done your duty? We're going to take that next step and get involved in actions to highlight what's happening, whether it's climate change, whether it's inequality, whether it's public housing. Because real power doesn't lie in a democratic society, doesn't lie in the boardrooms of national and transnational corporations. It doesn't lie in the hands of the government of the day. It doesn't lie in the hands of the state. It doesn't lie in the hands of the bureaucracy. It lies directly in the hands of a 
well-informed population. And when you have a fourth estate, which is part and parcel of the problem in this country, you do not have a well-informed population. I mean, fear is real. Now, a lot of people tend to poo-hoo people's fear in this country. But that sense of dread, that sense of fear that something horrible is going to happen to you and your family is real. Because not only is it manufactured by those in authority, it is highlighted by the fourth estate. It is its bread and butter. It is the way they sell advertising. So no wonder, 15 years later, I think to myself, where was the fourth estate when this assault on our rights began? Where was the fourth estate? And today, are they only interested in their own little patch? Their own little patch? Their own ability to you know, create a story? Or are they actually interested in the welfare of the community as a whole? And in a society where ownership of the fourth estate continues to reside in the hands of a handful of people, including the government gilded ABC, which actually basically isn't, doesn't belong to the Australian people, it belongs to the government of the day, you begin to realise how difficult it is. And those of you who are regular, you know, social media, media hacks or whatever, you know, you listen to it, you watch it, you analyse it. It's the same opinions, isn't it? Same opinions. Capitalism is good. Egalitarianism is bad. People on welfare are bad, right? Welfare, that's the word, welfare. As if we're doling out, you know, porridge into people's hands as they're begging and beseeching for a little bit of uh, succor. People that wear funny head masks are bad. And the list goes on and on and on and on. And if your colour of your skin is different, you're bad. And here we are fighting amongst ourselves on a daily basis saying, she's bad, he's bad, they're bad, they're all bad, they all do this, they all do that. Well, they just keep counting their ill-gotten gains. Now, just a few things. Now, I'd like to thank George Alexandru for organising a public forum, a Melbourne public forum based in the eastern suburbs, a radical wasteland in many regards. Because we need to bring these struggles to all parts of this city and all parts of this country, including regional Australia, which has been offered the same tired old solutions from the same tired old representatives. So think global, act local, public forum, 12pm to 4pm, Saturday the 2nd of November. Three entry. That's right, won't cost you a cent. you just got to get there. And it's not far from the uh, Box Hill railway station and not far from the tram. No excuse. It's only 10 k's from the CBD. The Willis Room. Whitehorse Civic Centre. That's right, we spare 
George spared no expense in getting the best room in the eastern suburbs to hold this Think Global Act Local Forum at 379-397 Whitehorse Road, Nunawadi. Willis Room, Whitehorse Civic Centre, 379-397 Whitehorse Road, Nunawadi. MC, Kelly Whitworth. You don't know who Kelly is? Well, you'll find out on the day. Acknowledgement to Country, Introduction by George Alexandru and the Speakers. Jessica Harrison, Unemployed Workers' Union, Robbie Forp, Aboriginal Activist, Lunch from 1 to 2pm, After Lunch, Jack Verdon's Friends of Public Housing, Yours Truly, Dr Joseph Toscano, Public Interest Before Corporate Interests, Panel Discussion, Question and Answer, this is a chance for like-minded people and people who are interested in change to come together. Come together. The agenda is very simple, is to actually get people involved in things that are happening around this country that can make small, can make significant, can make profound changes. But no change occurs unless we initiate it. It's very simple. We are the people we've been waiting for. Keep that in your head. You, the listener. We are the people we've been waiting for. That's right. We are the people we've been waiting for. Not your political representatives, not the chairman of the board, not some philanthropic what is it, philanthropic foundation. You know, not some you know, group down the road, not your square dancing group. We are the people we've been waiting for. We are the catalyst for change. And as we're seeing around the world, that change can occur suddenly, radically, and change the relations of the community. You may not win it first, and most likely you won't. But you'll be treated with a little bit of respect. And people will be forced to address your concerns. And that's what it's about. It's about those in authority listening, forcing them to listen. Not to go through exercises where you just tick the box, tick the box. I've done this, tick the box. I've done that, tick the box. We've got this tick the box mentality, you know. We've got our little program. We've got our mission statement. We've ticked the boxes. It's all good, but nothing ever changes. You listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the community radio network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. That's 3cr. .org.au. My name's Joshua Scott. I'm hosting today's program. Now, those of you who are wondering what's happening today, that's Wednesday, the 23rd of November. We've got a few little actions happening. One o'clock, lunch with yours truly at La Porqueta. Well, it's, it'll be about one fifteen, one one fifteen. We'll be there about one one fifteen. Uh, La Porqueta, lunch. Buy your own lunch. Discuss the world's events with like-minded people. And next week... We'll be back in Frankston at All You Can Eat in the Nepean Highway. Have a look at the Facebook page for details, Joseph Toscano or Toscano for the Public, or go to the Public Interest Before Corporate Interest website, pipsi, P-I-B-C-I dot net. Get the details. Come and join us. Seek out like-minded people. Stop complaining. Stop being a carping, 
cringing consumer. Those in authority love carping, cringing consumers because it's all about them. But they hate people like you and me who are down there at the bottom of the table sawing that little leg off despite the carnage around us. Edition of the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. Uh, you can send nice messages. The keyword is nice to 0439 395 If you want to send evil messages, go ahead. I don't care. You can, uh, you know, you can write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can join public interest before corporate interest. We need 550 members on the federal electoral roll in order. That's right. In order to register as a federal political party. Now, you say, oh, no, not another federal political party. Well, look at the Swiss elections. Look at the elections in Canada. Now is the time to use that dissatisfaction which is crossing all sections of society to create a new vision, to create a new program. Now is that time. So you've been thinking about joining public interest before corporate interest but haven't got round to it. Download the application form, pipsy.net, pipsy.net. Or, well, what else can you do? Come to the forum, Saturday the 2nd of November, 12pm to 4pm. All the details are up on all the websites. And uh, download the, uh, the poster. Very colourful. Public forum. Think global. Act local. Not very original. But so, so, so important in a globalised world. With those with authority continue to exercise power in the most grotesque ways. That's right, and the keyword is grotesque. Now, what else is happening? Oh, yeah, tonight, don't forget, 5.30 to 6.30pm. It's been pretty slim on the uh, line down there in at Parliament House. Come and join us for the vigil, public housing, everybody's business. Occasionally we get a politician coming down to have a chat. A lot of people interested in the concept, but we need more people down there to assist us. 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. 23rd, 30th, again, if you want to find out what public interest before corporate interest or the Unexperienced Institute is doing, go to the websites, you'll find out. As I said before, you can sit there and do nothing, or you can do something. It doesn't matter how old or how young you are, as the... Um, Young people showed us a few weeks ago. You can do something, and that's see that's that's the key. See, that's the, see, motivation is a very interesting concept. And what all societies like is a non-engaged population. They like a population which is engaged in non-political things, like a bit of music. Literature, food's the big thing today, coffee, you know, cars, pets. If only I was a cat and I had a cat video, you know, to get a million hits. Oh, that reminds me. 
Look, you can always go to Public Interest Before Corporate Interest, our YouTube channel, Public Interest Before Corporate Interest, and you'll see me. Yours truly talk about another issue for another week. So come along, spread it, join it, be part of it. All right. My apologies to pigs once again. Oh, look, I, 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 I've told my friends there, they're, they're, they're disgusting, disgusting. You can't compare Mr Dutton, the Home Affairs Minister, to a pig. No pig would be guilty of the behaviour that he is guilty of. Oh, oh, that reminds me. I'm excited. I am really excited. Just in case you think one of these... Well, I am a foreigner. I actually was born in this country, but I'm not Indigenous, so I'm actually a foreigner, but I was in board in this country. I was interested in Mr Dutton talking about Australian DNA. He wanted those poor women and children which are trapped in that camp in Syria. Most of them, well, children obviously are innocent and most of the women were basically dragged there by our partners who thought they were going to create a new, uh, a new heaven on earth by cutting people's heads off. He's talking about DNA tests and I'm thinking, wow. I never knew there was an Australian DNA. Did I have it injected into me at birth when I was born in the Mater Hospital in Brisbane so many decades ago? Did they inject some Australian DNA into me? And now Mr Dutton, another Queenslander, ex-copper, knows how to read that DNA. Hmm? Knows how to read that DNA. My Australian DNA. Could you imagine that? Joe's Australian DNA. Sarah's Australian DNA. Abdul's Australian DNA. And the list goes on and on. I wonder what it looks like. If you know what it looks like, and you let me know? Because obviously, it gets injected at birth. It has to. <laughs> As if there is an Australian DNA. Come on. As if... There's a bank, I won't mention them, but they do advertisements, they're saving people. And good luck to them for providing a little bit of money, which is tax deductible, you know, to provide an emergency service which should be provided by governments, which is not provided by governments. And they say, that's what Australians do, they help. Well, mate, that's what the world does. You help your neighbour. You try to help them. You try to help them. Now, if there are any children in the audience, I'd like you to uh, turn off the radio or uh, put on your earphones because I'm going to use the C word repeatedly in the next uh, five to ten minutes. It's a word that we never hear except in glowing terms in this country's media, the C word. Evil word. Evil Evil. C word. Capitalism. That's right. Capitalism. Every day when we get up as citizens and residents of this country, we wander across to our little altar, somewhere in our little pathetic little room somewhere, and we bow and pray to Mammon. That's right. The God of wealth. Mammon. And capitalism is our God, the God we worship on a daily basis. And during the last four decades, you know what's coming, 
during the deregulation, privatisation, globalisation, corporatisation revolution which has swept across this land and across the planet, we have seen the rise and rise and rise and rise of corporate capitalism. But today, we are seeing the creation of a new alliance. A many-headed hydra. We are seeing the fusion of corporate capitalism with the centralised state. Whether it's China or the US of A or Australia, we are seeing this relationship developing between the corporate sector and the centralised state where through the use of technology they're able to make 1984 look like a children's We see it constantly as they push and shove and manipulate because capitalism has got one focus. It's not to drag people out of poverty, as we're told. Capitalism is about creating profits irrespective of the human, social, environmental and national costs. That's what it's about. It's about making a buck. And I'll bring West Papua into this. Now, you may have been shocked by the lack of interest by the Australian government and opposition in what was happening in West Papua. And you may have been shocked when the very man who was responsible for the atrocities that occurred in East Timor, General Waranta, who was indicted in 2008 for crimes against humanity for his, for his security role in East Timor, you'd be shocked to find out that he has now been appointed the Minister for Law and Order in West Papua. So the West Papua authorities have learned nothing. Nothing. And the rape of West Papua is about money. West Papua is basically an extension of the Indonesian military, of their top generals who basically own the place lock, stock and barrel. And the great thing about West Papua is, to date, we haven't seen the great deforestation programs that have occurred in Papua New Guinea and the rest of the Pacific. And we haven't seen the destruction of the fishing grounds around West Papua. And at Freeport, the United States uh, mining company there is sitting on a mountain of gold and the list goes on and on. So it's about money. As we saw in Indonesian recent elections, elections mean nothing in Indonesia. Power is shared, patronage is shared by five ruling families in the Indonesian archipelago. Five ruling families who reappoint each other on a regular basis in order to share the profits. 
And we look at capitalism in Australia. We're told it's what's dragged us out of poverty. It's what allows us to have two washing machines, a dishwasher, solar panels, a mobile phone, an iPad, a television set, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. It's all about capitalism. So why do people find themselves in increasingly difficult economic circumstances? A friend of mine who lives in one room, one room, received his electricity bill for, th- for winter. $686, discount 512 One room. Hmm? Well, if you don't want to do anything about climate change, what do you expect? So we are seeing this new alliance, the centralised state and corporate capitalism. And it's doubly worrying in Australia. And that's what the media is, you know, waving their arms in the air about. Not the fact that, you know, it strips away our liberties because it may eat away at their profitability. Because this alliance between the centralised state and the corporate capitalism is exceptionally important in Australia. As the divisions between government, the ministry and corporate capitalism disappear, we see each looking after the interests of the other. And in Australia, as I keep saying, it's doubly important because we have no constitutional protections for the individual. We have no constitutional protections against the arbitrary exercise of state power against the individual. And if you're a whistleblower, whistleblower legislation or not, your career is finished. Look at Julian Assange. Look at the other whistleblowers which the federal police is now hounding on behalf of the federal government. And Morrison, our beloved Prime Minister, happy clapper Morrison, gets up and he says, oh, nobody is above the law. The law, the law, the law, legislation which goes through Parliament, that is the law. Legislation which will prevent people being evacuated from Manus Island and Nauru from major medical issues, that is the law. Legislations which imprisons people for no apparent reason, that is the law. Legislation which criminalises whistleblowers whose bravery has led has forced governments to hold inquiries to expose to a significant degree what is happening in this country at all levels. That is the law. What is the law if the individual is not protected from the arbitrary exercise of state power? It is an instrument of oppression. And if the law's not strong enough to oppress people, because people like in Chile are willing to stand up irrespective of the law, then the, then the coalition between the corporate capitalism and the state, a centralised state, means that we can hound, criminalise, marginalise anybody 
who refuses to worship at the feet of Mammon, who refuses to get out of bed every day and kneel in front of Mammon and hope for a Tatslotto win to get them out of the situation they find themselves in. So capitalism is about exploitation. The logical endpoint of a capitalist society where there is no state regulation is the creation of duopolies and monopolies. So if you've got a country which is hell-bent on privatisation and deregulation and corporatisation and globalisation, a country where there's a coalition between corporate capitalism a shrinking number of large corporations which have destroyed, which are destroying any chance of small businesses surviving in this country, and that includes small farmers, and a centralised state which has unlimited power constitutionally, and an opposition which is as weak as water. Weak as water. And that's why we're the opposition. We're the opposition. You have a dire situation. I said at the beginning of the program, I watched this film Joker. Interesting. A 21st century morality tale for the Morrison government. You just keep prodding and pushing, marginalising, ostracising, pauperising. Three million Australians now live from day to day. Tens of thousands homeless. Millions housing stress, millions not being paid their right wages, millions being exploited in, in work where unions have basically been outlawed. At the same time, we've got this government and their friends in the corporate-owned media, let's not forget, irrespective of their little program regarding redaction, they are their friends because they're all about corporate capitalism. Whether it's the newly redressed Fairfax group, which is part of Channel 9, or our old friend, the Murdoch group. Well, we know what they're about. They're about maximising profits. Every time somebody takes some significant action on the streets, they are the worst people in the universe. Criminals. Terrorist vegans. I like that. Terrorist vegans. Oh, it just goes on and on. So, you do have a choice. You can put up with it and watch society wither away. Because everything happens in small steps. That's what we forget. You don't wake up one day and you see tanks in the street and a military dictatorship. Everything happens in small steps. And if we don't resist, those steps become bigger and bigger and bigger, especially... In a country where I'll say over and over and over again, there is no constitutional protection against the arbitrary exercise of state power against the individual. Now, I know this sounds ludicrous, but when you look at what happened in Nazi Germany, maybe it's not so ludicrous. That if both houses of federal parliament pass legislation to say that blue-eyed children are the spawn of the devil and they should be, you know, liquefied, removed, put into camps. Under the Australian Constitution, it's legal. And if you can prove to me it's not, well, I'm happy to eat humble pie. So, we have a double problem. 
compared to the other Western nations. And our problems rest on that fact that we have no constitutional protection. Parliament giveth, Parliament taketh away. Parliament, which is pressured by corporations to do their bidding, will do what it takes to neutralise us. But let's not forget, we are the opposition. We are the opposition. And we will ultimately triumph. Because we are willing to put our bodies and souls on the line to ensure that we can create a community based on egalitarian values. Irrespective of what they call us, irrespective of what they think about us, morally and ethically, we live in another universe. Thank you for listening to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. Don't forget... The great Think Local, Think Global, Act Local Public Forum, three entry, Saturday the 2nd of November, midday to 4pm. We've got the incomparable, incomparable Kelly Whitworth as Mistress of Ceremonies, George Alexandro, introduction. Yours truly, one of the speakers on the day, Jessica Harrison, Unemployed Workers Union, Australian Unemployed Workers Union, Jack Verdon's Friends of Public Housing, Robbie Forbes, Aboriginal activist, and the list goes on and on. So, our foray into the eastern suburbs at the Whitehorse Civic Centre, Willis Room, W-I-L-L-I-S, that would have been named after Judge Willis, a man who many people thought was cracked, but I'll talk about him later when we talk about Tanaminua and Marlborough here now. Don't forget, 10th of November, Sunday the 10th of November, 10am, Murchison Cemetery to pay our respects to Francesco Fantine. I'll speak more about that next week. Francesco Fantine, anarchist, anti-militarist, anti-fascist, anti-authoritarian, who paid the ultimate price for speaking the truth. Thank you once again for listening to the Anarchist World this week. And don't forget, Eureka, Tuesday the 3rd of December, great day planned, but it'll be nothing without your participation. 4am to 10pm, Stations of Eureka, come and join us in the city of Ballarat. I'll talk more about that in the next few weeks. Thank you once again, Felicia the Anarchist World, this week on your local community radio station, number 0439 395 489. Letters, Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Emails, info at anarchistage.com. Anarchistage at yahoo.com. Pibsy. Info at pibsy. P-I-B-C-I dot net. Websites. Pibsy dot net. Anarchist World this week. No, we've got an website. Anarchist Media Institute is the website. That's right. Anarchist Media Institute. You can uh, Facebook page, Toscani for the Public, Joseph Toscani. And don't forget the weekly presentations on... YouTube, public interests before corporate interests. Thank you once again for listening to the Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. Listen in next week. And if you want songs, go and listen to some easy music. Don't listen to the Anarchist World this week. We can't be bothered with Evil minds that plot destruction. Sorcerer of death's construction. An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist World this week. 
Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. 10am every Wednesday. Listen to the Anarchist World this week for an up-to-date analysis of local, national and international events. Poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, larger! been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.